Welcome to episode seven of the Legacy Sequel Podcast. I am your host, Anthony versus the Evil Dead, and I'm here with the other host, Charles Lee Ray Ray. What's going on? Hey, I'm doing good. I, I still can't get used to that. I'm always laughing about it when it's like we're, we're host and host because we, we don't want to use the phrase co-host for some reason. We are equal parts, Ray. <laughs> are, are, are we going to do the dance now and fuse? It's equal parts. Of... <laughs> I, I will not devalue yourself or me in this hosting situation. But what's going on, Ray? I think we might actually have two episodes out in a week, which is pretty good. Yeah, we, we, we made it somehow to be able to do it weekly now. Hopefully it sticks this way. <laughs> We had a good topic, so it was like we really wanted to do this podcast today. We really wanted to get to it because there's a lot to talk about now. There is a lot to talk about. How was your Valentine's? Did anyone die? Did you get a uh, human heart? No, I was waiting for for the box with the heart. Nothing came. I was I was disappointed. The movie lied to me. No, no human hearts in my in my boxes. (laughs) Well, no Harry, right? No, no, Harry, no, no, or, no. or Axel, because now it's Axel doing it, all this stuff. So, spoiler alert: if you didn't watch our last podcast, there's a there's a twist to the movie. But how was your Valentine's Day? How did that work out? Uh, it was nice. It was a nice, quiet evening. Uh, got to celebrate uh, someone's birthday this past weekend. It was fun. You may or may not have been there. Might have been. Who knows? <laughs> we we did go see an Ant Man. Yes. Quantumania. What'd you think, Ray? I enjoyed it. I feel, again, like I made the joke yesterday. I was like, possibly people are not going to think that we're right on this, but it's a decent movie. Like, for an Ant-Man movie, and again, for the start of this new phase in Marvel, it's not a bad just, hey, this is the beginning here. It's nothing crazy special, but I don't agree with how the critics are just burying this movie saying it's one of the worst so far, which, again, it's nothing out of the ordinary of an Ant-Man movie. He's not going to do crazy stuff either. Yeah, I thought it was... I, I went in with low expectations because, you know, a lot of people I know saw it and did not care for it, and I thought it was fine. I really liked the villain in it, uh, enough to maybe buy merchandise. We'll see. But, uh, I mean, other than that, there was issues with it, I guess, that I didn't enjoy, especially with uh, one of the characters that maybe I'll bring up later. But overall, I thought it was fine, but nothing. You know, we're we're in an interesting time for Marvel because, you know, people kind of, I feel like people think that the first few Marvel movies before we started really getting into the Infinity War saga or the Infinity Saga, that people think that it was like, Every movie was a banger. And it really wasn't that way. You know, the ending to it and the resolution, so many people were satisfied with, me included. But I think that people kind of romanticized what the MCU was throughout all this. So I think we're in the beginning stages. I mean, for me, there's a lot of things that I I don't uh, care for as a fan that they've done. I think maybe the, the Disney Plus shows kind of have hurt the overall brand because it's clearly 
is more for content than it was for you know developing stories and characters and we also have to think too that we're getting the secondary versions of these characters coming along you know whether ant-man you know in in some comics the next ant-man technically in this one would be three because of hank pym but the next ant-man or or insect character is his daughter you know and then you know we get the second version of Captain America now, so it's 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 tough when every the most iconic version is the one they already produced with you know, Tony Stark with Iron Man or Captain America with Steve Rogers, and now we're getting the second version, and it's a lot of big shoes to fill. And I think uh, you know there's some growing pains to it, but I think there there is I am interested in seeing this version. Of, I think this version of of the major villain could be interesting um you know it does get confusing with the time situation but hopefully we as a people are sophisticated fans I, kang, I really, it, kang is definitely they they set him up to be something major though like i feel like that that was the best thing they did in this film it's like they're making the threat seem big i'll give that yeah all right if you're listening to this please Skip ahead like 15 seconds. I was going to add, Ray, just say yes or no. You didn't notice that. I saw online that Kang, one version of Kang was Dr. Doom. Uh, no, I think that was right corner of it. I remember there was something that was similar to that suit. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. So there, I guess a little Easter egg just to, that's to our tease. first. Yeah. There you go. It's all teases. Yeah. But this is a horror podcast, Ray, so we're going to talk about horror. There's not much in the news, but this little tidbit kind of got me uh, confused, maybe is the right word. But they apparently confirmed a Hellboy film, a new one, called uh, Hellboy the Crooked Man. And it is going to take place in the 1950s, so that would mean that there's a brand new hellboy i guess uh you know it won't be um ron perlman or uh, david harbour so i I guess but it's interesting because it's like you know for i love the first two hellboy movies i really wanted to like the the latest one i really really did i just it wasn't for me but i love the first two with guillermo del toro um directing and this one is just, you know, it just seems strange because, you know, the big complaint was that these movies didn't make the money they were hoping for, I guess. So now it's like, we're going to try this a third time within, you know, whatever, 15 years. Yeah. So it's a bit strange. But, I mean, I'm always up for Hellboy. It's going to be hard to top what Guillermo did, even though what Guillermo did from my understanding isn't really what the comic is he took a lot of liberties with it but um i guess we'll see with that but would you be interested in another hellboy um i definitely would give hopefully give this one a chance because i i'm trying to think i don't think i saw the third installment of it of the third movie that was made because i was remembering i saw the first two i can't remember seeing the third (laughs) 
Well, the third was a remake. Okay, so. yeah, I don't think I saw the remake. I was like, wait, there was a third one? Okay. The first two I definitely did see and I enjoyed both uh both films. I the money-wise, I don't I don't know if that's really like if it kept going, there's some interest in it. Like there is a fandom for it. I feel like a fourth installment will probably do maybe a little better now that the fandom probably has grown a little more and more open to uh films of that nature. But I guess we'll wait and see. To see what take as well, because now especially if it's going to be a new direction, I guess we'll see where they they go with this. Yep. Time we'll see. Did we speak about Cabin in the Woods? Not not Cabin in the Woods. Cabin. Knock on the Cabin last uh, week. No, because I don't think you had seen it before we got to uh, to record. Okay. Well, I did see it. Overall, I liked it. It was kind of. Um, you know, compared to the, his other films, it was kind of a middle-of-the-road kind of movie for M. Night Shyamalan. Okay. I thought Batista did f- fantastic. It was nice to see him play a, a very different role from what he's what he's played prior. Yeah. And, you know, I, kind of, I really respect what Batista does because it's like he wants to be, as he put it himself, like a, a good actor. And he has all these kind of unique roles that are not just, and he's played plenty of these as well, but not just the the muscle up guy, I guess, you know? Yeah, so. I will say, I feel like every every movie he does, he tries to have some range with it. It's not the same Batista in each film, and we get to see him try to be something different, even though it's hard to just be like, that's Batista. Though. <laughs> like, seeing him, it's like, it's Batista. But he does have some, like, he's been good with his acting chops. He's definitely show that he can get into an emotional role, can get into this more serious role and be in, in comedy roles as he does in Guardians. So it's good to see Batista keep doing this and hopefully we see more range from him in future films. Yeah, and they announced this week that M. Night Shyamalan, I think it's called The Trap, but he's uh, they greenlit another one of his movies. I didn't know this, but M. Night actually funds most of his movies himself really i guess i guess at some point you know whatever studio or production company kind of didn't want to fund his movies anymore so he started funding them himself so i thought that was kind of interesting that that happened Mm. but ray i know that you finally have seen the menu (laughs) yes because he's been waiting to finally be able to spoil this movie (laughs) Because every time we do, we talk, it's like, have you seen the movie yet? No. Oh, and look at that. Luna's even mad at me because it took me so long to watch the movie. But I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the menu, and I definitely recommend anyone that hasn't to definitely check it out and to skip ahead two minutes because we're about to spoil the hell out of this movie. But that twist, I did not see coming. And you told me it's not a cannibalism movie. That part you you told me just to give me a heads up, and I was like, I feel like he's lying because where else is this gonna go? Like, I'm expecting human carcass, just something, and then I'm like, okay, he's poisoning this reach these reach people just because fuck the rich. <laughs> but no, that's not where we're going. He's just gonna kill them. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but why the s'mores? Why why the s'mores? <laughs> it's it's unsophisticated. Right, but that cheeseburger Let, though. <laughs> listen, listen. That movie was just 
I just, I think it's one of those, it probably was the horror film that stuck with me the most that came out last year. And for, it's just, I had zero interest in seeing it, you know. Uh, I thought I would see it eventually because I try to watch as much new horror as I can. And especially a mainstream one. And just when I watched it, I was not prepared for what I was about to watch because it was so much more than what you thought the trailer showed. And I think kudos to them for making the trailer. I mean, I didn't I don't know if I saw everyone, but I didn't I couldn't tell what the story was gonna be from the trailer. You know, I'm I'm kinda glad I didn't watch the trailer. Again, I went in as almost blind as I could, and I think that's why I enjoyed the film more. Because all I knew was just because of the home screen, John Leguizamo was in this movie. <laughs> that's yeah. all I knew. And I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. I feel like it's a, cam- a cannibalism movie. That's all I'm thinking, going into it. And I'm glad it went blind, because it, it definitely is more enjoyable that way, just seeing just the directions and just you start to fantasize, is this it? Is that it? And really good. Yeah, it it was really they put a lot of thought and 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 effort into the movie, and every single part was just very finely detailed. And it, I mean, some of it, I guess, in a way, is a little like. I mean, the whole movie's out there, but some or, of it, it definitely is. Yeah, <laughs> some of it is out there in the sense that. The, uh, you know, I don't know if the the crew, every one of those crew members would have gone along in the way they went along with it. Yeah, it, it, it definitely it developed into, okay, this is a cult now. Yeah. Like, they just went along with everything. But it's also like, I, I would assume by that point, whoever didn't agree was probably killed by that. Mm-hmm. I would assume like, oh, they had already oh, started oh, killing. Also, like, the character of, you know, the guy that was... You know, the big foodie guy, you know, where he knew that he was going to this island to die. He's a real piece of shit. Yeah. I like, mean, but at the end of the day, like, we may not understand it. Right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I do. I have a cult, right? I joined this set. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's gonna okay. be edited out. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm keeping that in. So um, we may not understand it, yeah. But I mean, obviously, throughout history, there are cults, and people believe this, and we kind of see it in a way every in everyday life with certain things that pop up on TV sometimes. So yeah. it it definitely happens. I think you know it's hard to understand. I guess for someone like me, because I don't think I've would ever be in that position, but you never know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the movie. I'm glad that you finally saw it and you found enjoyment in it as well. Yeah, definitely. No, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm mad that it took me so long because I was like, again, I didn't even know this movie honestly had come out until you guys started talking about it. And I was like, okay, let me finally check this out. And I definitely did enjoy it. Um, I will say this. It definitely shows how for supposedly for the moment, how crazy people will go because they paid what two thousand dollars to eat at one point rocks it looked like yeah. and, and one of the plates it was like 
And this is this is based on pro- like possibly what they do in real life, though. Not the killing part. I I hope not. They're not doing that. Well, but people yeah, will well, make plates like this. So yeah, but this is actually the story was actually conceived from like a real event that happened, I guess, to one of the writers. Yeah. So that's that's the story. Not you know, obviously it wasn't like this movie. Yeah, yeah. But it was like something similar. Well, I could sadly see stuff like this happening. Like someone also, just goes. I Is thought two. I thought $2,000 wasn't that much. I mean, they got 11 <laughs> courses out of it. Well, <laughs> well they, they didn't get bread. How do you, how are you, you sell this bread to be like the best out there. You're getting everything that goes with the bread, but the bread, but that cheeseburger did look amazing. Mm. <laughs> like now I, was like, I want a cheeseburger now. <laughs> All right, so Ray, I think really that's it as far as topics. So we're gonna wait. Go no, to... you forgot the biggest one. We what? just talked about it last night. There's confirmed this? a Happy Death Day three. Mm, oh, there's a no. concept for it. Is a concept for it. He pitched the idea, <laughs> but it's it's something because we could we could talk about it now, and then a year's time when they're confirming it, we we reported it first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm worried. I'd like to see it again. You know, the, the characters again. I was gonna say, wait, but, you want to see a third version of the same movie? <laughs> I don't I, I don't know what that's version. my worry with this is is just the same movie again, but just a little change to it. Yeah. Well, I think the this movie, like Happy Death Day to you, the sequel, was definitely out there as far as concepts, you know. So I don't know what a third movie would be, but I do like these characters a lot, and I would like to see them again. So I'm, I'm you know, and I'm, I like the director a lot. Uh, I think it's Chris Christopher Landon. I think it's the name. I mean, he's done uh, a lot of movies that I do enjoy. I have to check out. I think he has one coming out soon, or it just came out as well. So I want to check that out. Uh, he's quickly becoming one of my favorite directors or writers or, or whatever the case is that he's doing so uh and i like everything he's done so far so there's that there you go but again just wanted to throw that in there just again so if someone hears in the future we talked about it Dude, so you watched happy death day to you that was the first time you saw it no i saw it in in uh in theaters when it first came out okay okay happy death day i didn't see in theaters unfortunately that i had to see afterwards I think I, saw, I think I saw. I think I think I saw Happy Death Day on, you know, streaming, and then I saw the sequel in theaters. So. All right, let's go to our main topic of the day, of this podcast, episode seven, the top ten horror final girls. And at first, when I discussed this with Ray, I thought we could only come up with five, but for me at least, I had to cut down heavily from what i had and i, I don't even we know if this issue there. i, I don't like, know if this is even my like final list so but uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna truck along ray's got his we got yep. 10, 10 each. Yeah. Yep. i'm gonna mention a few honorable mentions yep. ray do you want to go first or you want me to go first uh no you can go first because i legit have 10 this is a, the, i'm gonna i'm gonna say the joke now if you're listening to this 
he finally agreed with his list. Because <laughs> if not, we're probably redoing this episode. <laughs> yeah. Because by tomorrow, you're going to be like, no, this should have been in my list. <laughs> which which is what happened with the menu. Yep. <laughs> the menu might be number one for my Your top, top ten of last year. See, now now seeing it, it, it definitely made my top ten. So I, I, I could say that. So. But I couldn't even tell you what my top ten was anymore. I couldn't tell you what my number one was. Do you remember? Uh, I can't remember what mine was. I know Hellraiser was up there. It wasn't one. No. Um, yeah, I can't. Violent Night, I know, I think was my second one. I can't remember Violent, what my top yeah, one was. I don't think Violent Night made my list. No, definitely. I don't think it made yours. It made mine just because I really enjoyed that movie. Shit. Yeah. I don't even know. Uh, the audio somewhere. We'll listen, we'll, we'll listen back. <laughs> But, uh, all right, I guess I'll go first, right? Yep. Honorable mentions. I got Casey Cook from Split, Anya Taylor-Joy. This may not be the last time we see her on this list. I got Tina from New Blood. No, not Tina from Halloween 5. But Tina, basically the character from uh, Carrie, just not Carrie because – that's what New Blood was all about. Also, my one of my favorite looks, if not my favorite look for Jason, is in that movie. So, And I kind of like the idea that Jason was facing a telepath. It was kind of a cool idea for me. Uh, I got uh, Allison from Halloween, the latest Halloween trilogy from uh, Addie Matichek. I got Dana from Cabin in the Woods because she made the right decision at the end. <laughs> Um, and I think, oh, uh, well, this one is not a final girl because she wasn't in the final scene. Also, this is all spoilers, people. But, uh, I had Kirby in there, but I'm like, she's, she survived, but she's not a final girl because she's not in like the final scene and all that. So. See, but they, that, that's also the argument people say with Gail. I feel like Kirby counts. Gail's like, in a lot of endings. But. People would Kirby, say Kirby's that. not in an end. Uh, Kirby's not in the ending. Okay, so I, I would give it to you though, as 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 Kirby's a final. Girl. She All might right. be in the new one though. Who knows? Who knows? So Ray, what do you got? Okay, uh, I have no honorable mention, so I'll just go with my number ten. I'll, okay. I'll kick us off first. So for my number ten is from last year's films, Terrifier 2's Sienna. Just because she pulled out a power sword. She died multiple times in this film. Just just kept just multiple ways. But somehow she was able to keep her brother alive, keep herself alive, and defeat, quote unquote, Art the Clown. Because we still don't know if he's dead. He came, he, he was um he got birthed again at the end of the film. So I don't know. But Sienna did her job. She hallucinated during this movie, was drugged by her friends, drank white whiskey for some reason. I didn't know they made white whiskey. But <laughs> Terrifier 2, it, it had to make the list. Great film from last year. I enjoyed the kills. Salt on the wounds, man. Salt on the wounds. <laughs> All right. Well, my number 10, we're going to stay in the food industry. It's uh, Margot Anya Taylor-Joy from The Menu. So the reason for this, it might be because obviously I really like this movie, but uh, 
my reasoning for this is because I could not, I was trying to figure out the whole movie. How is anyone, if anybody, was going to get out of this situation? And never in a million years would I think this is the situation uh, that she created with the hamburger and all that. And she was able to get that through, you know, the kind of context clues of the room that she was in, where she was getting the extra keg of beer or whatever it was. I forgot what it was. Or wine. What what was the keg, though? Because I don't. they never did show what was in the keg. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just where it became a thing that it's like he respects the kitchen enough that that's how it's like, oh, if you ask to go, you you get to you get to go. <laughs> like, so. yeah, I I just think uh... how did no one else think? Let me say, oh wait, let me take the rest to go to just follow her. Well, let- I I think it started it started with the idea that she sent the food back. And if you send the food back, you have to, you know, I guess it's an industry rule that you have to, you know, make something else for them or redo the dish. And then her, you know, saying, oh, my, I guess my stomach, my eyes were bigger than my stomach. So can I take this to go? There's a lot of like uh, people that think like the burger was poisoned. So she didn't really. Uh, or that the burger had human meat in it, which that part I wouldn't really understand because I don't know what that really does. She still escapes. Does she? Because this is this is a theory I came at the end. Did she stop the boat or did the boat just stop? Because mm. <laughs> I feel like that could have been another trick. Like, oh, no, we're going to let you think you're leaving. Just like with the off the fake cop in the in, earlier in the movie. I feel like it could have just been like, oh yeah, we're gonna give you a chance. Meanwhile, no, you're just you're you're just gonna be stuck in the middle of the ocean, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So she is my number ten. What is yeah. your number nine? Okay, my number nine is I'm gonna butcher this last name. I'm so sorry. Grace Laidoma from Ready or Not. Oh wow. Yeah. I had to pick that just because I feel like. This is another just twisted movie. You still, when you watch this, it's like you don't know where this is gonna go with this. Just basically survival game. Have you ever seen survival games? This is legit. What it is here of her having to survive this twisted family, who if they don't kill her by midnight or no, technically would be dawn. She's they're all gonna die. <laughs> so her just having to go through all that, find out even her now husband is even a part of this, and he's even worse than his own family. She she shows she's a good final girl. She's able to get through it and look badass doing it. So. Yeah, that's a good pick. I didn't think of it myself. I don't know if it would make my list now that I think about it, but I really I really enjoyed that movie and uh, I love the actress uh, in it. So uh, that's a great pick, Ray. My number nine is we're going to go to one of the days of the week. Friday, Friday part two, uh, uh, Jeannie from part two, the, um, the psychiatrist or I guess student psychiatrist or whatever. Well, the reason I picked her is because uh, the character is uh, interesting compared to the other characters that was going on in the first two movies. A lot of these characters in the Friday films are very, you know, 
kind of one-dimensional, but she kind of added to it. And I like the idea of her putting on the, the mother's sweater and saying, listen to your mother and like Jason listening. So I thought that was kind of uh, a nice little take on what was going on. And she's one of my favorite uh, final girls from the whole franchise. So I, I think that uh, she's interesting and I like the kind of way that they did it with Jason, even though I guess it's a little far fetched, but Jason is not historically not very intelligent. So <laughs> no, and it's definitely a good take. Is another one of those where again, just a little bit of outsmarting, it, it helps with these just horror villains here and the maniacal mindsets. So no, it's definitely a good pick though. Again, I forgot uh, about that. There's a few that now now I feel like that's gonna be our thing every time we hear. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I could have been on the list. Nope. <laughs> what is your number eight? Oh, my number eight. Will will be Margot slash Aaron, aka from the menu, because that was her real name. We f- we forget her. Mm-hmm. We find out she wasn't Margot. This was just her, her character that she was playing as a uh, lady of the night. But um, yeah. Again, Margot was able to outsmart the system here. She stood down of not wanting to agree with this take on these foods and just. Let them treat them just so poorly as well. How do they again agree with paying this much and then notice, yeah, this is shitty, sir? <laughs> like, but her again being able to outsmart and just that theory again. Her she got her cheeseburger, but I feel like there's some catch. Like, couldn't be this perfect that there's nothing. Just something had to be done. I feel like but again, great film. If you haven't gotten it by now, check out the room. I mean, the menu. Sorry, why did I say the room? Jeez. <laughs> check out that as well. Hi, Mark. <laughs> but no, check out the menu. Definitely a great film. And that twist just... Uh, it actually made me want to have a s'more, though. Funny enough. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> uh, not made out of humans, though. Yeah, no. Not... not uh. I'm Bird thinking of like the, the thing. This podcast has become the the menu podcast. So, um, the, especially like the food critics' face when the chocolate's melting. Yeah, that was just because then you start thinking, oh yeah, this is legit. Because at first I'm like, oh, she could just clean it off and run, but it's like, oh wait, no, the temperature's probably like insane in there. She's mm-hmm. just burnt by that point. Yeah. All right, my number eight is from Freaky. It's Millie Kessler. I love this movie. Like, just got on 4K. Can't wait to watch it again. Just the ending, too, is great in it. And, you know, even though it's... This one's interesting because it's not... It's it's She's the final girl, so maybe I should include Vince Vaughn in this. Because... Most of the movie, she's in Vince Vaughn's body, the Vince Vaughn's character's body. So I guess I should include Vince Vaughn in this, even though Millie's the one that's in Vince Vaughn's character's body. So I, I really like the character. I think uh, this movie's uh, a very good take on this concept. And uh, I think she is uh, great. I wish that she had a better role in Ant-Man because she was the daughter 
in Ant-Man. So, but uh, that is my number eight. Ray, what is your number seven? Here we go for my number seven. The family's gonna be mentioned a lot in this, but Jamie Strode. Just because, again, for what it was in the first viewing of her, she definitely was a decent final girl for the take they were going in that saga of Halloween. If they would have continued, it probably would have been okay, but uh, it goes downhill. <laughs> so her 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 way with Michael, I definitely enjoyed, and I feel like she made it at least somewhat of a, hey, here's your homage to your, your mother, Lori, here. So there you go. Okay, good pick, good pick. My number seven is your number 10. It's Sienna from Terrifier 2. Wow, I mean, made it lower on your list. Yes. I'm surprised. How, I mean, how can you how can you fight against it, Ray? I mean, this woman would not accept death at all. She became a superhero. She became Shira from He-Man and Princess of Power. So I really uh she did a great job in it. Okay. I think she was very strong. I know I do have, you know, my gripes about the uh, multiple endings and and you know, the superhero part of it but overall i really like sienna i did want sienna to win which is what you know i'm sure the director that's what he wanted ultimately you know it's always you know the slasher always gets the fan reaction you know and obviously art is one of them but uh you know for me i always do want good to prevail and i did want sierra to sienna sorry to get on you know get the victory against art the clown and and kick his ass for everything he did in that movie and the previous movie so that is my number seven i really am surprised i didn't think that was gonna make your list <laughs> i was like i know we enjoyed terrified too but i was like i feel like it's not gonna make his list because it didn't make his honorable mentions <laughs> <laughs> but there we go <clears throat> okay so my number six and again, I was debating does this does this count just because of the realm, but I'm going with Ripley from Alien. Yeah, it counts because it the count? first movie. Yeah, the yeah. first movie is a horror movie. Okay, no, I just I, I was like I was I was I was like this is gonna be the one where it's like it's debatable, I guess. But there we go. Um, again, it's if you've seen it, you've seen how she's able to counteract this. Where the story goes from here gets even more somewhat gruesome. But for the first final girl in this series, I enjoyed it. I definitely feel like she, she deserves her spot on the list. So there you go. Okay. And my number six is your number six. Really? It's Ripley. Yes, oh, shit. It's, it's Ripley. <laughs> Ripley is my number six. I mean, when you talk about a final girl, yeah. Ripley's completely badass she becomes even more badass later on in the franchise but you know no one hears you scream in space and just imagine being in this situation you know in in space no one else is there you're the only crew member left and this terrifying situation no. and ripley is just a complete badass and i think one of the best things about this move uh alien is that Ripley was written as a male character, I believe. I think and, I remember hearing that, yeah. Yeah, 
It was, uh, or it was either that or just or uh, the director just picked whoever was the best for the job, and it happened to be, uh, 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 uh what's her name? Uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver. Yes, thank you very much. And uh, I think that's that's great that this this role went to whoever was the best actor, actress, whatever the case is. And it, it worked out though, because especially like absolutely, she is, it's a iconic role now. Like it's known and it gets the reaction. Like yeah, when you think her. when you think of badass women in movies, I think Ripley is probably the first one that anyone yeah. really thinks of, or you know, uh, from the Terminator franchise. But I think Ripley kind of has she's number one when it comes to all that. Yeah. So Ripley and for me and Ray, Ripley is number six. What is your number five? My number five is gonna be from the movie Hush, Maddie, the author who unfortunately is deaf. So this adds a no another element to what is going to happen now when you have a slasher where the victim cannot hear them coming. This is just a whole just psychological twist and turn in this movie, having to see, can the other senses truly help in a situation like this? And just the panic of it all. And even the ending is still, to me, one of the best of, did she make it though? Because she's able to survive. We, we, we would assume she is a final girl, but there's a chance she might have died before the cops made it. Because we get that, that whiteout at the end of it. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's that's a great pick. I thought of her as well. She didn't quite make my list, but my number five is Laurie Strode from the Halloween franchise. She's my number five. And now now I want to see the rest of this list because what? <laughs> it's that high? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, she, the thing is that I enjoyed her. I enjoyed Laurie's character in one. I enjoyed it in two. I enjoyed it in h2o and then we take a deep deep fall after that i did like her in in halloween 2018 but unfortunately i did not care for what they did with the character and it kind of hurts the character for me overall and and that's why it's you know i'm i'm sure that you thought it was like top whatever three two one yeah it definitely is i thought i thought that's another thing we would share there but again i get it there is it's one of those where you have to base everything as well especially when you have so many to choose from as well yeah i mean you got to think about it in this way that you know as you know a lot of this list is like how we feel today you know we might feel differently another day you know, some days Fright Night's my favorite movie. Other days it's Abbott Costello meets Frankenstein. Other days it's Day Live. Other days it's Big Trouble in Little China. So it depends all on the day. And today, the last part of the trilogy that just happened really bothered me. So Laurie Strode is number five for me. I was, I was going to say I don't think you're in the in the minimum there when it when it comes to that. I feel like most agree this last trilogy kind of. Killed the franchise almost. So, Mm -hmm. but here we go. For my number four, I'm going to go with from Nightmare on Elm Street, Nancy Thomas. Again, when you think of that iconic slasher and you think of that genre, the first victim is always the most like it it resounds with the the movie. And seeing Nancy as a 
a teenager in this have to react to this is in her dreams. This is in her nightmares now. She has to deal with this victim and having to deal with how do you survive something you really can't physically do anything with. It's in your it's in your nightmares. So seeing that and seeing how they take the turns in this movie and just where they went with this afterward with the cat with Freddy, it's it's a good start to the franchise. So she definitely has to make my list here of top uh, final girls. Yeah, I mean, she was she almost made my list as well, Ray. Uh, as I said just previously, today, Nancy just didn't make the list, but I do love her in the first one. I do think uh, she has a great role in the third one, and I do really like New Nightmare. So uh, I think Nancy's a great pick as well. My number four is my top two favorite holiday horror films. It's Jess from Black Christmas, Olivia Hussey's character from the original. Uh, I think she um, she's badass in the sense that she's very intelligent in the movie throughout. Um, she's very she understands what she wants to do for herself with the whole angle with the you know that she she's pregnant. And she didn't allow her boyfriend to dictate what kind of life that she wants to live. And I thought that was great. I also like the fact that she didn't ask any questions at the end. She basically shot first and asked questions later. So, As you probably should in, in a situation like that. It's <laughs> like she was the original just... Double tap. No, that's it. That's it. No. Yeah. Don't worry and, about it. She, she, she physically is not a strong um, person physically. No, in the yeah, movie. So. But throughout, she as a as a personality, and she, it just felt to me like she really knew who she was, and she mm -hmm. wasn't gonna make any apologies for it throughout the film. Whether it's her speaking to her boyfriend, the cops, whomever it was, and I even on the phone, you know, with Billy. Yeah. So I think I think I really like Jess. Uh, she's a vital part of that movie for me. Yeah. It's definitely so an empowering, empowering movie. I feel like as well. Like it gives that that more. Again, this is what a final girl should be like: having that strength to be independent in there, and again making that decision at the end to just be like, I, I have to make sure I survive here. Boom! <laughs> like you're you're done. Tom. Mm -hmm. so. Okay, <clears throat> we're down here to the final three. So for my number three, I'm going with, we mentioned it earlier, Happy Death Day. I'm going with Tree. Just because in no matter which which scenario you put it, Happy Death Day, Happy Death, uh, Happy Death Day to you, she's able to have to make tough decisions here. Having to just go through this again and again and again. And then when we get to to you and seeing how she's able to now realize she might actually die. <laughs> And have to make the tough decisions of having to go back to her time and risk just everything she just sees in this new multiverse. So she's definitely, she shows she's can last deaf. And this is the, the interesting one where it is, there's so, multiple killers here. So it's, it's a nice twist to it. But Tree makes the list. She definitely, she shows she's able to get strong in this and be a final girl. Yep. All right. My number three is Harper 
from Haunt 2019. And the reason for this is that ending. I love the ending to Haunt because it shows her intelligence. So in this movie, they go to this haunted house that goes completely wrong. And basically all her friends die. Right. But she's able to escape. Did you see Haunt? I did not, but that just sounds familiar to something oh, else. Oh, God damn it's it. Okay. It's okay. Because it sounds familiar. What, what was the movie that I like? That's the same, same concept. Uh, Hellfest? Hell Might have been. Was that it? Are you no, sure you didn't so. see Haunt? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Just well, follow. They, it's okay. I'm still going to watch it. They go to a haunted house. <laughs> yeah. And the haunted house is like your worst nightmare on Halloween, where the haunted house is really haunted a haunted house, house okay. in in the sense that the actors are trying to kill you. You didn't okay. see this movie? No. All right. I'm well, I'm, I didn't a, see I'm, this gonna, movie. I'm gonna shut up, and I hope no, you forget what I said. No. But the ending is great, and that's the reason why. So that's my number three. I should have just let him keep going because you sold me on no, the film. No, I now. want you. I want you to watch this movie now. Now, now I have to because it sounds really good. Like it's like it's, it's one of those like one of the biggest fears when you go to a haunted house. What if they just go insane and just actually try to kill you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we still would probably go to a haunted house right after though. This yeah. is what we have to do this Halloween. We're gonna watch this movie and then go to a haunted. Yeah. There we so, go. Folks. I'm going to go with two just so that you can get the last one. Because okay. I feel like I got the last one the last few times. So my number two is your number three. It's okay. Tree. Okay. I I love Happy Death Day. Uh, you know, the second one is definitely bonkers. But Tree is still great in it. And I think there's a lot of um, layers to Tree with the mom situation and the family situation, the friend situation, the growth that she has. She's also fun as hell. I think she's just such a fun personality as well. So Tree is my number two. What is your number two? And here we go. <clears throat> For my number two, it has to be, again, one of the just most iconic when it comes to final girls, Sydney from Scream. I was about to make the joke. Sydney from Scary Movie. But no, <laughs> Sydney from Scream. Again, where it's it's one of those that you can see even now how it affects the fandom, seeing that Sydney will not be in this next installment, possibly, because at at this moment of the recording here, she's not in it. We don't know. We haven't seen it yet, but just seeing how she was able to get through this, just the the tear as she's gotten through the movies and seeing how she's evolved and developed with this, uh, even in that first one, just having to go through that psychotic trauma, it, it's a great final girl. So. All right. Well, my number one is your number two. It's Sydney Prescott. There we go. I find value in all the screen movies, and she's badass in all of them. She's just, you know, especially, you, you know, the the when she shoots the ghost face again, kind of deal, or you know, the the guy who's playing ghost face. So that's it. She's just a smart character, and that's what I love uh, most about her. And she's just she's great throughout the series. Uh, I'm gonna miss her if she is not in this. I I mean, we at least know she's definitely not gonna be a major role in this one. 
if she is going to end up being in it, uh, which is a bit sad, but maybe necessary for whatever story they're going to tell in this film. But Sydney's my favorite final girl. I uh, There was really no competition for me. She's probably always going to be my favorite on any given day of the week. And I love the Scream franchise. So Sydney Prescott is my number one. Great job, Amen. Nev Campbell. And you should get your money, Nev. Before I do say my number one, when you when you do think of Final Girls, it's crazy when a lot of people do. It, it goes straight to Sydney, and we ne- not as much as discussed of the original in Psycho. No one brings up this Final Girl in that, and that's technically the very first. It just goes straight to Sydney as like the the Final Girl almost. Well, I mean, the final girl in in Psycho is it's more of her like she becomes a damsel in distress at the end. Yeah, because she's saved by like the, the romantic interest. Yeah, so um, that's probably why. Yeah, but I I think uh, before we get to your number one, I think you know Sydney's up there for most people. I would say Laurie Strode's up there for most people. Nancy's definitely up there. But I'm glad that our list, whatever you have as number one, which I can assume now, um, I'm glad that our list was very different. I mean, yeah. we had a, we had a lot of the same, but I think we had many that weren't on other people's lists. Even yeah. if you look online, top, you go because I did look because there's gonna be oversight in this. I'm sure I'm gonna miss somebody. It's like fuck that would. Oh been. yeah, we definitely that's gonna be yeah. a conversation once we post. But this. I that's I looked like- at other lists. Uh, <clears throat> online, you know, underrated and all that. But uh, a lot of my picks weren't even on that list. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm same for you. So uh, what is your number one? My number one from the Halloween series has to be Laurie Schroeder. Again, the, my top one and two kept switching till the time we started recording. <laughs> Just because I was like, I, I like the Scream series, but I'm not as big of a fan of it as I was the Halloween series. And again, when it gets to just the original installment, if we go to the final version of Lori, it kills what she was as a character. I feel like in this last film, we almost get dilapidated Lori, sadly. But when we go to the original, we go to how she fought Michael. I was able to defend the kids and defend all that. She is a final girl. She's able to make it through. Um, the first way they killed her was not as shouldn't have been that way. <laughs> Falling off a roof like that should not have been a thing. Ah, movies. But <laughs> Lori Strode has to be my final girl here. I feel like you thought I was gonna go with Psycho, didn't you? <laughs> when I brought it up. <laughs> uh, I can't hear you. <laughs> no, I knew it wasn't. Uh, I knew it wasn't gonna be that. So, but uh, yeah, I I mean I don't really consider the the. I don't think the woman from Psycho is final girl, but uh, I would. I think. I mean, from my limited knowledge of films, horror films, I really think that Olivia Hussey, uh, Jess's character in um, Black Christmas, is the real first final girl. She might be, because again, when I, I was looking it up, because I just wanted to see who technically is. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I just wanted to see which was actually the first that came out, like, year-wise. And that's what they go as the origin is her character. And I was like, I've never heard of this character like that. So I'm like, I don't know if that 
again, by the internet standards, that counts as a final girl. But like you said, I don't think if she's saved by someone else, it counts. When we're looking at final girls being someone that was able to fight their villain back and actually be an independent final person there. Yeah, you know what? That's And I, I have to take back what I just said because I would think it would be actually Sally from Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out the same year as Black Christmas. But I would say is, I mean, technically, yeah, I guess one version of Final Girl is actually oh, the final female that survives the movie. So I guess in a way that is true. But I think all pretty much all our picks was a final girl that fought back in, in some way. So, but uh, yeah, anything else, Ray, that you want to bring up? I uh, know. I think that's about it. Again, both of our lists. Like I said, I feel like this is one where we definitely had our different picks, but I feel like this is definitely going to broaden someone that listens to this to maybe watch some of these. I feel like they definitely haven't seen all of these movies and getting to see some different takes on what a final girl could be. And hopefully you guys do enjoy. Thank you guys for watching and hear our list. Let us know your thoughts and what your list would be of a top 10 uh, of final girls. Because I did have one person that I told them we were doing this podcast and she was definitely interested in hearing our list so she could then compare. So there you go. Well, that's great to hear. And we'll, we'll at least have one listener. So that's good, Ray. And uh, I would like to thank everyone for listening to this edition, episode seven. Uh, top 10 horror final girls what you have to look forward to hopefully the next time around is that we are going to rank the scream films up to six then hopefully the week after that we will talk about scream six with all the spoilers and then we'll re-rank the scream movies well, basically, we're just going to say where we would put six yeah that's that's the best idea we could do there just because again let us. We want to see where we go unbiasedly before watching six, and then once we see six, where it does end up being in the franchise as a whole. So there you go, guys. We're gonna to try to do more podcasts. Hopefully, <laughs> if yeah, our schedule permits it. This is a good, uh, good first start. Hopefully, we can stick with it. And it's completely my fault. I know. So, but uh, yes, thank you for listening. We're gonna be uh, all about Scream and Ghostface for the next. Uh, two episodes so hopefully you join us thank you ray for hosting thank, thank you, you for hosting <laughs> from a host to a host thank you very much thank you for listening and we'll see you next time peace